starts to 1355 or dial star 1355 hash to subscribe today. MTN. Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra Love 99.5 in Kumasi and over 30 affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including Radio Justice, Tamale, Radio Pando, Pando, Fafa Radio Joje, and Jata FM Karaga. We are live on X Spaces, Facebook live stream, and my Joy Online interactive app. The midday news is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. And Duraplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank where duraplast goes water flows coming up national disaster management organization admits it could have done more by executing a compulsory evacuation plan ahead of the spillage of the dam saying it was overwhelmed by the situation the person doesn't want to move for some reasons then we do the compulsory evacuation yes we didn't do compulsory evacuation we have more as thousands continue to flee their homes calling on government for help Life is being threatened. So we are calling on the, I mean, national, the government to come to our aid. This is the time the people of Mepa, especially the people at the lower voter basin, are waiting them. We'll take you live to these communities for the latest. And despite successfully getting found of defunct Capital Bank Atuasian, jailed for 15 years, Attorney General's department insists it will still recover over 50 million CDs over the state by Mr. Essien. The fact that he has stopped paid means that he's too that amount of money and that amount of money the state will be within its right to pursue him for that money we've got details as the attorney general's department says notice it will continue to go after all persons involved in the banking sector crisis all those who took part or the, who were owners of savings and loans and microfinances who know that because of their actions and inaction the state has had to cough up money to pay their depositors we'll be coming after all of them also, IGP's legal team fires back at Parliament's ad hoc committee chairman citing recent events as evidence of bias. We have not backtracked, we have not gone back on what we said concerning the conduct of the chairman, which we do not find to be proper and appropriate. Also, some leaders of civil society organizations join the call for the Speaker of Parliament's intervention in the committee's work. This, this is a joke. And so we want the Speaker to um, step in and uh, stop the whole story. We'll also hear from the committee's chairman in sports. Black Stars coach Chris Hutton expresses weariness about facing Egypt at the upcoming AFCON. And after being slapped with a 200,000 CD fine, Ghana Airport Company Limited finally provides Joe News with information on COVID-19 contract with Frontiers Healthcare Services. We'll tell you how much Ghana made from the controversial arrangement. Thanks for choosing us. We are Joe News Independent, Fearless and Credible.
Thanks for your company. I'm Bernice Abubeidulan. At the details now, the National Disaster Management Organization, NADMO, is admitting failure in triggering a compulsory evacuation plan to move residents from flood-prone areas ahead of the spillage of the Akosombo and Pong dams. Thousands of residents in nine districts across the Volta, Eastern and Greater Accra regions have lost their belongings and homes to the floods due to the ongoing spillage. We'll hear from authorities on how the situation could have been avoided. But first, listen to this report filed by Joy News' Ivy Setoji as residents narrate their frustrations. In Bakba, Avaduwe, Kome, in the Central Tong District, the entire community is flooded with most of the houses submerged. Some of the residents who spoke with Joy News said there is a need for government to respond swiftly to their cries before the worst happens. Our concern as residents is uh, why is it that knowing that the impact will be greater than the previous day, they didn't put up any form of support system to ensure that the people are safe, that the people are not, uh, you know, uh, will not go through what they are going through now. In South Tong, the power distribution station is also affected and the Komboni Technical School also flooded, forcing authorities to send students home. Ignatius Banya is the vice principal of the Komboni Technical School. The effect of the spillage from the VRA dam submerged most of our facilities. And as a result of that, when we noticed yesterday, uh, we have to ask the students to go home. In Oton, the assemblyman Emos Ahosu said over a thousand houses have been submerged in Mefe, Aveime and its adjoining communities. Over a thousand houses have been submerged already and the properties and then life is being threatened. So we are calling on the, I mean, national. The government should come to our aid. This is the time the people of Mepa, especially the people at the lower voter basin, are waiting them. They should come to our aid. Ivy Setaji with that report. Now speaking on the Super Morning Show a while ago, Deputy Director General of the National Disaster Management Organization, Seji Saji Amedunu, said all the residents were informed to evacuate voluntarily ahead of the spillage. Nadmo could have done more but failed to. The spill started on the 15th, and here you are telling people that VRA is spilling. There's a likelihood of inundation, so you should move to safe havens. Now, VRA started spilling about two weeks ago, and you are still in your home, and the water hasn't come to your home. At that time, you want to wait and see, and that is the typical Ghanaian attitude to wait and see. Yeah, but you knew better. You knew it was it was going to, you know, flood. So yeah. why didn't you, you know, take every okay, means? So what you are saying is that going to a, sec a certain level that we call compulsory evacuation. So that when we force people against their wish and move them to those places. Because normally we do voluntary evacuation first. When it gets to a point that the person doesn't want to move for some reasons, then we do the compulsory evacuation. Yes, we didn't do compulsory eva evacuation. Why not? Well, that is... Um, uh, thing to do. Imagine moving this number of people by force. How are you going to get that done? We need, what it meant was that we needed to involve all the state uh, uh, security agencies to get that done. Well, for, for quite some time now, I've not seen any situation that we have compulsory evacuated this number of people.
My colleague Carlos Caloni is monitoring activities with some officials of the Volta River Authority. He joins us on the phone with more. Carlos, which communities have you visited? Where are you now and what's the latest? At Mepe, the Kisito Safe Heaven that Nadmo has actually uh, organized for residents here. And I can tell you, uh, I'm on a school compound and I see a number of uh, residents with their bars, with their uh, co-ports all over the compound here. But now, a number of um, houses are actually been uh, submerged. And I'm here with the uh, regional minister, the Volta regional minister, uh, uh, Leta, as well as uh, the railway minister, uh, in the person of Peter Meu, and also the deputy director general of NADMO, who is here with me to give us some details of the places they've visited so far and what the next line of action is going to be. We've seen houses submerged to the rule. Uh, are you surprised? And what are you going to do uh, now that these people have been displaced? Thank you. Uh, currently, we are at the RC Primary School. <laughs> it's up, up there. There are about six holding centers, as we speak in the first. Um, we have close to about 3,000 people in these buildings, as we speak. But as you have seen for yourself, it is the whole community that have been submerged. A lot of people have moved to stay their relatives. We have not gotten the data uh, for those yet. It is those that we have moved that we have the data and we are trying to um, attend to them. It's quite a very serious situation, as you can see for yourself. People are here with all their household items and everything. Briefly, share the data with us. What numbers are we looking at quickly? Well, the population of uh, Mercedes. Um, I hear it's around 17,000 plus. And we can confidently say about a quarter of Mersey live along, directly along the banks of the river. So we might be dealing, close, dealing with a situation that involves close to about between four and 6,000 people just in Mepe here. Mepe is just one of the towns of the North Town district. We okay. have Aveima, we have Bato. Mm which we have also been there, other safe events at Apoibe and Bato as well. Okay, thank you. Uh, but, Venice, I also have the Volta Regional Minister with me. Uh, earlier on, I spoke to a number of, uh, some of the Assembly members who are demanding that government at this point will need to move them to the Saglemi housing unit because where they are now, it's difficult, they don't have electricity and all that. So I'm going to ask him if government is considering moving these people to the Saglemi area. All right, honorable. Uh, so that's the demand from the uh, affected residents here, that you need to move them to the Saglemi, which is a safer ground. Is this something government is considering? Not at all. I mean, that is not that's out of the question. We are dealing with the local situation here. So how do we resettle the people very close to their homes? That, that, that's what we are doing. No, they're saying that they are being exposed to mosquito bites and the that's fact right. that the spillage is still on, yes, they so, want to move so, away from so, the community at least. Yes, right. so, so we're doing every arrangement to make sure uh, we, we we make them comfortable. That's why we are here. Carlos Caloni, they engage in the Volta Regional Minister, and we'll be bringing you more in subsequent bulletins. But this afternoon, an unrelenting Attorney General says government will continue to go after founder of defunct Capital Bank, Ato Asian, for the 53 million CDs he owes the states. This is despite having been jailed for 15 years in hard labor. Ato Asian, who is in prison after charges of stealing and money laundering, paid 37 out of the 90 million CDs he was ordered to pay by the 
court as part of a plea bargain agreement for his role in the collapse of the bank. Speaking to Joni's Deputy Attorney General Alfred Tuyayabwa said government will explore avenues to recover the remaining 53 million cities. We're expecting that the convict was going to go by the terms of the agreement. He recently want to pay the outstanding sum. If he pays, he goes and appeal. That may go to the maybe whether he may want the appeal to reduce if he pays. But the fact that he has stopped paid means that he's too thick that amount of money. And that amount of money, the state will be within its right to pursue him for that money. Uh, and is that something you plan to do? We are looking at the options. And whatever that we arrive at, definitely, you, you, you get to know it. Originally, we were looking at the possibility of getting the money. That's what we agreed with him. But we also realized that he was not forthcoming with this side of the agreement. So the next concern we had was that then, in that case, he must go to jail. If he had paid the 90 million, would have avoided custodial sentence. So. While the Attorney General's Department is vowing to go after every person who played a role in the banking sector crisis, Deputy AG Alfred Tiaiaboy again. We are ready and willing to take on all those who were part of the scheme to have deposited funds lost. And there are cases in court now, as we speak, there are other people who are also facing prosecution. Those whose case we have not taken to court should not be thinking that we've forgotten about them. No, it's a process. All the others, including savings and loans and microfinances, will get to all of them. Uh, and, and so what will be the next, if you're willing to disclose that, by the way? As I said already, we have some cases in court. Some of them are at the advanced stage and we may want to go along with that, but we'll be adding more. Well, the question on a lot of minds is whether it's fair or lawful to jail after Asian and still go after him for the rest of the money or the state. Private legal practitioner Kweku Pento share some perspectives. It's not a question of fairness. It's a question of what the law says and it's a question of what was or is in the plea bargaining deal that they did. What is contained in that agreement? That agreement being part of a court proceedings it's public material, and that's what the Attorney General has a duty to make available to us. The law also expressly provides that by entering into a plea bargaining agreement, the accused person also undertakes or agrees not to appeal against the conviction. If the parties did not agree on the possibility of the state going after him after his default, and his sentence, I wouldn't know how they are going to do it. If I told to pay this amount of money, does the sentence vacate or he continues to serve, serve the rest of the term? Or this the also law, depends? On the face of the law, as I read it, there is no such room. Kweku Pencil is a private legal practitioner. This is the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM. Now, after nearly a year of back and forth, the Ghana Airport Company Limited, GACL, has finally provided Joy News with information on the controversial COVID-19 testing contract between the company and Frontiers Healthcare Services Limited. This comes after the Right to Information Commission imposed and upheld a 200,000 fine on the company for failing to comply with directives to release details of the contract under the RTI Act. Head of Research Desk here, Raymond Akwa, who initiated the request, joins me in studio with more. Uh, Raymond, first, tell us the timelines on the exchanges between Joy News and the airport company. So, on 8th of September last year, we actually filed the initial request. Uh, two weeks later, 
they wrote us a response saying that they cannot supply the information. For example, the costing, the amount involved. They said they were not the ones who took the money, so could not provide that. They also said the information we wanted in the contract was exempt under Section 10 of the Act. They repetitioned later on the RTI Commission. The Commission ruled in our favor and insisted they should send it to us in February of this year. Since February, they are not sent it. So we reminded the Commission that this is what's happening. Then the Commission in August imposed the 200,000 fine on them and insisted that they should do it in a week. They went back to the commission asking for more time. The commission said, no, do it within the week that's been given you and still pay the 200,000 fine until they later on provided this, uh, this particular detail. Okay, so we asked for the contract between the company and Frontiers. Has that been provided? Yes, they have not only provided a contract. Apparently there was an amend. Okay, so they say it was an agreement. Right. So they provided the agreement, an amendment to the agreement, or an additional addition to the agreement, and also a lease agreement that was actually attached to it. Right. We also asked for a chronology of the processes leading to the award of the contract, and the reason they settled on frontiers. What did they say about that? So they quoted the transport minister's explanations at various ends, leading to the award of the contract in September 2020, after purportedly receiving clearance from the FDA on the company's testing equipment. In fact, they said when the president spoke, uh, the company called Frontiers approached that wanted to do so, and they rented a space. So according to the Ghana Airport Company Limited, the contract was essential for the rental of airport space to Frontiers and needed no PPA agreement. They said the PPA later on agreed with their position on the matter too. So they sought advice from the PPA and they agreed with them. That's what it says in there. Right. And, and finally, Raymond, let's look at the amount generated because mm-hmm. that's the bottom line, isn't it? Yeah. How much did each party get? So we are talking here about the letter revealed that as of September 2022, Frontiers Healthcare had accrued over 84 million US dollars from arrival testing alone and 29 million cities from departure testing. Government received 6 million US dollars from the arrival and 1.5 million Ghana cities from the departure one. That's Raymond Aqua of our research desk here at Joy News. To some other stories now, lawyers for the IGP are maintaining their accusations that Chairman of Parliament's ad hoc committee looking into the alleged plot to oust the IGP Samuel Atachia is biased. They assert recent developments within the committee have validated their concerns. This response comes in light of Mr. Atachia's claim that the lawyers failed to raise these allegations before the committee during the last in-camera hearing. With the greatest of respect, I'm not going to control IGP's lawyers. I've said it several times. A man who has the truth on his side will come into the hollow chambers where we are, not to engage in media frenzy. That the man has no integrity and is biased. You couldn't table it before him. Is it the case that when they appeared before you, they didn't talk about it they at all? They didn't talk about it at all. Why? You didn't ask them? We didn't have to even glorify them with, I mean, uh, to say while Kofi Bentel, a member of the IGP's legal team, insists that their client will be vindicated. This issue should not dominate, you know, the substantive issues. We haven't backtracked, okay? And we, we know what we said when we said what we said. We still stand by that. His actions show somebody who is biased. We hope that he will shift from that position, all right? Everything we have said, suggested, has actually come to pass. The last time he said we should go and come back to hear new evidence, it was suggested to him by my senior counsel that, no, why don't you take the evidence and then if it is, you know, serious, call us back. He said, no, we should come back. We went and the evidence that was, nothing was brought, actually. So we... 
Kofi Bentel is a member of the IGP's legal team. There are still concerns about uh, the way the committee is going about its work and leaders of civil society organizations have uh, also been asking the Speaker of Parliament to intervene, founder and president of Humani Africa, Franklin Kujo, speaks for the group. It's becoming a joke. I, I actually stopped listening because I thought, I mean, the chairman is just entertaining himself and uh, it appears as if everybody is just applauding. And uh, I didn't find it funny at all, even though I'm saying it's funny. It's just a complete waste of time. You see, the challenge this thing poses that it's exposing the, the police service for ridicule, right? And then making it, demoralizing it, and making it defenseless so that everybody who wants to have, who has a problem with the police service or the IGP, and just wake up and then go to a forum like this one. What do you want the speaker to do now? Oh, well, I mean, I think the speaker, um, we, I, I certainly think that the speaker should uh, call the committee chairman to order. Meanwhile, chairman of parliament's ad hoc committee, Samuel Atacha, says no one can push the committee to do a shoddy job in this investigation. Samuel Imbura has been on this beat for us. He joins me in the studio with details of evidence seen by Joy News, uh, which has been presented to the ad hoc committee. We know the committee is still working, scrutinizing some of these evidence pre presented before it. What do we know? Ben, is the evidence provided by the lawyers representing the IGP's accusers to parliament's ad hoc committee as seen by Joy News which we cannot independently verify, includes reports of alleged killings of armed robbers by police in some regions, mobile money transactions from unknown sources to one of the accusers of the IGP, reports of alleged missing foreign nationals in Ghana, the alleged police killing of Abe Donko at Nkronza as reported in the news some time ago, alleged records of missed calls from Daniel Bugrinabu to one of the IGP accusers and other recent reports about internal wrangling and operations of the Ghana Police Service. They are also scrutinizing the long tape that has been presented by the chief witness Thank you, Samuel Limbura. There you're listening to the Midday News on Joy 99.7 FM, brought to you by Petrosol and Duraplast Ghana Limited. Still to come, President Ikufadu says Ghana's electoral system is reliable despite misgivings of some actors. We in Ghana have gone through our own trauma. <laughs> Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity. Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. Where it vanish for your area for two weeks. Uh? You not get one drop safe inside your tanku. Hey. Hadia, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past masses and legion. <laughs> That water tank be tough like Ghana and That water tank, they carry water, pe -pe -pe. so say some logo left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank! That's my boss, Mr. Foncho Gotor. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. Thanks for staying on the midday news. It's now time for sports, and Mubarak has something on the Black Stars. Yes, and uh, remember, Benis, yesterday we discussed the top teams that Ghana could encounter in the upcoming Afghan group stage. Well, among them is Egypt, a seven time champion of the tournament, completing Group B are Mozambique and Cape Verde. Now, Ghana coach Chris Hilton acknowledges Egypt as a formidable opponent but looks forward to the challenge. 
as soon as Egypt come out, the first thoughts are, of course, very experienced side, very experienced uh, AFCON cam cam campaigners. Um, I think have more wins than um, any other country. I think so. They're experiencing this, so for sure, it's very, very tough opposition. But the, the first thing you think about is it's a competition that you're very much looking forward to. You know, to play against certainly one of the best teams in Africa at this particular moment. Well, Chris Hilton himself will be leading the Black Stars in a friendly match against Mexico at 12.30 a.m. So that's midnight. Right, we'll be looking forward to that. And some illegal miners in Ghana currently use mercury to trap gold. Now, the mercury is then vaporized by continuous heating on fire. Experts say tests conducted in gold smelting joints at the country review. The vaporized mercury stays in the air, exposing people, especially pregnant women in such communities, to life-threatening complications. This is captured in the latest Draw News Trust Africa Hotline documentary, Poisoned for Gold, produced by Erastus Asari Donko. The full um, documentary airs on Monday, but here are highlights. At Koniao, a small farming and mining community in the Bekwai municipality of the Ashanti region, Kofi Asari works as a gold dealer. He heats the gold mercury amalgam he gets from these artisanal miners with a blowtorch or sets them on fire to vaporize the mercury in obtaining the gold. The process produces a poisonous, white, foggy-looking vapor which fills the immediate environs. After eight years of doing this job, he suffered a major health blow. I was at work. Uh, I saw that my house was shaking, my body was shaking, and I can't even hold water to drink. I felt like something was inside my body. But Asari is not the only person exposed. He's silently poisoning the entire community. The mercury vapor eventually settles in the surrounding environments such as in the air, sediments and soil. Dr. Eugene Ansan is a scientist in charge of the sheath laboratory of the chemistry department at the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology. He has been using a mercury air analyzer to test for mercury air concentration in communities where gold smelting is done. What we saw was that most people were exposed indirectly to mercury vapor. Do join us on Monday for more on the Super Morning Show and on TV at 8.30 p.m. Now, despite misgivings by some political and social actors about the Electoral Commission, President Ekufado is affirming his confidence in the institution. According to him, Ghana's electoral system has evolved over the years to become reliable. Speaking on democracy and security in West Africa at the United States Institute of Peace Program on Governance and Peace, President Ekufado says democracy, despite its imperfections, remains the best tool to fight injustice in the governance system. We have in this period experienced through the ballot box the transfer of power from one ruling political party to another on three different occasions in conditions of peace and stability without threatening the foundations of the state. If I were pressed, I would mention in particular the electoral process as the greatest source of potential instability. The trigger for many wars and disputes around the continent 
can be traced to dissatisfaction with the conduct of elections. We in Ghana have gone through our own traumas about elections. There have been boycotts, there's been anger, and there have been famous election petitions before the courts. I say, however, we have a reliable electoral system which is systematically improving and deserving of the growing confidence of the people. Now, President Okofodo has also pledged Ghana's support for Israel in the ongoing conflict with Hamas in the Middle East. I'm aware that I've come to Washington at a sensitive time in the life of this great city. For apart from the daily repercussions of having to deal with the consequences of Russia's 18-month-old aggression against the sovereign nation of Ukraine, the city has now to cope also this week with the effects of Hamas's violent invasion of Israel with all its repercussions for peace in the Middle East. President Ekufuado then now the Ghana Armed Forces has cautioned the public to desist from unauthorized use of military pattern uniforms and accoutrement. Prince Kwame Kudoga has details of a statement issued. The Ghana Armed Forces in a statement said it has noticed with dismay the unlawful use of military pattern uniforms and accoutrement by protesters during recent demonstrations in Accra, especially by some purported to be providing private security to some dignitaries, despite the continuous education and warning issued to the general public by the military. Now to the National Science and Maths Quiz. <laughs> And it was an interesting contest between St. Augustine's College, St. Peter's SHS and Ibri Girls. St. Augustine's College finally won that competition. My colleague Jacqueline and Sumachermi has been following and joins us with details. Hello, Jacqueline. Hello, Bennett. Tell us what the boys from St. Augustine's College have been telling you after that contest. Uh, well, the, that contest was incredibly intense. 